tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! So intense. Very intense. Too intense here. This whole entire season has been intense here at Defiance. It's an intense season, man. Season three. Just like camping. That's right. We're we're the midway. We're at the midway point of the season, episode seven. Yeah. The beauty of our weapons. Before we get started, just want to introduce ourselves. I'm Scott Moore. You can find me on the old Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And to my left, it's not Steve. It is. Hi, I'm uh, Jesse Klein, and you can find me at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. That's right, because you are always number one to me. Ah, uh, thank you. So what did you think of uh, overall thoughts of this episode? Uh, I thought this was a good episode. I think uh, it's a lot of tying up loose ends. I think, you know, at the end of the last episode, mm-hmm. it really felt like we were going to get, you know, the VC attacking Defiance yeah. this episode. And uh, instead it was kind of, uh, which I thought was really interesting because there was no, like, tension to the mm-hmm. buildup. It was just like, oh, sh- you know, shoot, they're going to attack. Yeah. Uh, and instead we kind of got this episode that was kind of a buildup. The threat didn't feel as looming, even though they had, like, you know, the the guy posing as a human and, like, they're drilling, all that kind of stuff that we'll get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't really feel... You know, we didn't get anything from Rom Talk. It didn't really feel like a looming threat, but yeah, um, I guess it kind of just closed a couple storylines mm. and uh, kind of helped us uh, get ready for the big invasion episode. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think there were, there was a lot that happened this episode. It was just a lot of preparing. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. the same time, there there was a lot of things that change the landscape of Defiance, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's sort of the midway point of the season, and like you said, it's like they had a lot of different directions they could kind of go in, and uh, so they needed this episode to kind of tie up some loose ends and kind of set the stage for the second half of the season. Yeah. Um, Which, again, like you said, you know, I was thinking, is it not as ominous of a threat? Because now we know that Rom uh, talk is not as powerful as we thought or because I was kind of watching it and thinking yeah. maybe I'm feeling that way because now I'm realizing okay he doesn't have the full backing of the VC so maybe I'm not feeling like it's his threat anymore now it's more of his ragtag team or is it like you said is it just the fact that they didn't make it present it that way because they were kind of busy tying up loose ends and doing other things here to kind of get us prepared for the biggers. Well, I mean, this entire war. season so far has been like, we don't have as many weapons as Rom yeah. Talk has. Well, now they have weapons. We don't have as many soldiers as Rom Talk has. Now they've got soldiers. Yeah. Even though it's a ragtag group of soldiers, yeah. it's like, oh, these guys at least seem like they can shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it 
and like we didn't see any like in the other episodes we see like we actually see Rom talk or right. we hear like he's got a cannon or he's got like exactly blah, and like this and a lot we, of action that yeah. this one didn't really have like you were saying a lot of action characters were threatened yeah uh, or killed and you know you weren't quite necessarily feeling that as much in this episode yeah overall. I mean, because Rom Talk is kind of a, a loose cannon, yeah. it's, like, it's like a broken knife. It's like you, you don't know how it's going mm-hmm. to cut. It's it's scary. Like, this guy is insane. Yeah. Like, he might take over Defiance and then kill all of his men as well. Like, right. who knows what yeah, Rom Talk is doing. He is crazy. I mean, yeah. he saw what he did with his wife. Yeah. So, you know, he definitely has no fear of doing whatever he needs to do to get where he wants to be here, which is, you know, taking yeah. over the... Pink, uh, pink skins. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, I didn't feel as threatened by him, but uh, I thought that the storyline, like, the stories that happened throughout the show uh, were really interesting. We got to see a lot of different aspects of different characters that mm-hmm. we haven't really seen yet, which I thought uh, was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I love that, uh, that you know, Conrad comes in, you know... The corniest entrance. It was. It was like, it. Steve Sanders yeah, I was, <laughs> rolling in the town. I was I was really upset with that cheesy entrance from Conrad Von Bach. I know, I know, I know so what they were bad. going for. Uh, it was so, I know, but, but it didn't play right. It was like generic, like yeah. they didn't get licensing to any like yeah. a, a rock and roll song, yeah. so it was like generic. Oh yeah, it was so just bad. like porn rock and roll. Yeah, it was like terrible. The, just like in the background, and it was like, I don't get this, like... And I was like, this is the corniest That's entrance. exactly what I wrote here in the, in the notes. Cheesily comes rolling into town with Benedict yeah. the Bioman. It was, like, so bad. And all of a sudden, he just has this gift of weapons now. Yeah. It's just save the day. That was a really easy thing. Like, he just feels that he has to do this now. It's the right thing to do. Do you think he did it all? I mean... I feel like there's got to be an ulterior motive. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, yeah, I don't think yeah, yeah. he did it all just for Berlin. No, like, no. It was, I feel... it was so cheesy with that, too. It was like, cost zero. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, like there, there has to have been something that he's getting out of this. Yeah. Like, he's got to profit somehow out of this. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, at first, I thought, well, maybe not all the weapons are going to work right or something. You know, he's giving them the rejects. Like, there was something that I was thinking that just... Didn't, yeah. didn't add up because he's not just doing this from the goodness of his heart because he, you know, wants to woo Berlin back. But well, I thought maybe he was gonna do you know how he did that voice activation mm-hmm. thing. I thought he was like, I'm giving the weapons away for free. Yeah, but for the voice activation, yeah. it's going it's to cost, cost you. you right, like, exactly. An there's another thing. Of money. Yeah, exactly. Like either they're def- they're defective or there's some other way that he's gonna get something out of it because it yeah. just doesn't make sense. What that is, I'm not really sure because it was such an odd. Yeah, I, it was kind of a clunky introduction to the character, yeah. and it's like maybe like because we don't know this guy, like maybe he is like this romantic guy that is like, yeah, I, I did it all for you, Berlin. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then okay, weird kind of, but all right. But, but like because we don't know the guy, we don't really know what our read on him is, other than he's an arms dealer from like a wealthy a very family. wealthy family, yeah. That, Profits from wars, mm-hmm. so I, I guess this guy's a bad guy or yeah. a baddish guy. He's a rogue. He's yes, a rogue. he is rogue, and I think we're gonna discover that as we go further along because Berlin gets swept back in again with yeah. with him, and you know, oh, it was a misunderstanding that his mom was just trying to break them up, yeah. and it was a whole you know easy way to kind of tie that up and have her. Um, have her basically want to head out of town with him. Yeah, uh, 
Man, that I was so angry at that when Man. Berlin like went to Amanda and that was a great scene. Though. It was a really good scene. Amanda was I, I wrote down some of the stuff too with like what she had said was like and it was so good. Yeah, there were a lot of really good quotes in this episode, uh, but the whole thing with Amanda and Berlin like. Uh, like it's such a betrayal. Like I was like, gee, she's such a coward. Like she is. I mean, she said, you know, I'm your family. You can't turn your back on me right now. Basically, blatantly calls her a coward. And and Berlin says family has to, like family has to protect me. Yeah. And it's like it's her job to protect her family. Like Berlin should yeah. be the one protecting. She's not the little girl in the streets anymore. Exactly. She's the one who has military training. Right. She's the one who can help protect defiance. And instead, she's running away with her boyfriend with a sweet truck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and a bio man. Right. What is the, you know, like, why do you think that he's so quick to want to leave town? Well, I mean, I think she's she's quick to leave because, uh, like, from what we got from her very small backstory is that, like, she's always been on the run. Mm-hmm. And the only time she wasn't on the run was when she felt safe with the E-Rep. And... Uh, and now that she has a chance to run to be safe again, mm-hmm. uh, she's doing it again because that's what she always does. Yeah. Um, and then why would he feel the need to want to run away so bad? That's where I was kind of like... Oh, because he knows that the VC are going to attack. Yeah. He, he knows the guns he gave the VC. Like That's what I was thinking. Like he, That's where it goes back to the whole thing where he's thinking, like, okay, well, the defiance has no way of standing up on its own. Even though he's giving them the weapons, it was like, to me, it was a very clear thing where he didn't think they were going to be able to defeat the VC. I mean, even if he even if he does think that they can defeat the VC, you don't want to be in an he active be war zone. Yeah. yeah. Like, so he's just getting out of there because, I mean, you don't want to be there. But that's where it goes back to saying, like, Amanda calling Berlin a coward. It makes him, obviously, a coward, too, to basically hand off all the weapons and back him out. I think in order to be a coward, you have to have, like, uh, you have to have morals to begin with and, like, honor to begin with. Because you have to turn against that. Mm-hmm. And since he doesn't have any honor and he doesn't have any morals, I don't think he's a coward. I think he's just this guy who does whatever he wants. Right, so because he's rich and he just has gone yeah. on life doing whatever he wants to do and no repercussions kind of thing. So it goes back to Ber- saying then what you're saying, he's yeah. not a good person. Yeah, Berlin is running away from the people that she has promised to protect by being a law. And you've uh, taken care of her and she's been down yeah. and have looked after like, her. That's cowardly, I think. Right. I that's think, a good point. I like that. Yeah, I think that Conrad is just being Con- mm-hmm. like Conrad doesn't have that kind of sense of justice, doesn't have mm-hmm. any of that. So he's not cowardly; he's just a jerk. Yeah. Like that's just who he is. Uh, and I think I think we actually see some very interesting later on with the, the other storylines, like about like what it is to have a code of honor mm-hmm. and like uh, and like what it means to follow that through the end. Uh, but yeah, I think. I I also think at the end when uh, Nolan gives that amazing speech, we'll get to later. But uh, and Political we see speech too. <laughs> and we see Berlin kind of watching it. I th- I feel like there was a moment there where it's like, oh, maybe Berlin's playing a different game that we don't know. Mm-hmm. That in order for Conrad to believe her, that she had to like betray her friends, but mm-hmm. she's gonna come back with like better weapons or more people or something like i don't know i feel like berlin might maybe she's playing a different game i just don't want her to be this coward person like that runs away but she might just be a coward or that or is she just so 
caught up in the love thing right now too that she doesn't want him to leave without her like she's now thinking oh my gosh you know I had the wrong impression about him this whole time we're thinking that she's the wrong impression about him yeah. I was really his mom that was meddling and now she's like I don't want to lose him again so I'm going to give up everything I have to go run off with him but I, I think Amanda had a good point that if he really loved her he'd wait well that's like, what I was saying yeah. exactly that's like, what that's what I was kind of saying like he obviously has ulterior motives like we were saying and he's not a good guy yeah. And he's dragging her out because there's something else going on there. And I'm, yeah, I mean, at the same time, if there was someone that I loved and they were in a war zone, I'd want like, them out I too. would do whatever I could to yeah, get them out, them out of that of war zone yeah. as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's. I mean, again, we just don't know enough about this guy right. to really make any. Like, we're just guessing at his motives and who he is, but it could be literally anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you guys out there think? I mean, I know everyone has some great comments and everything you can subscribe on youtube on itunes and soundcloud and you can also join us on the conversation on twitter with hashtag abtv defiance uh there's been some great uh stuff even on on twitter yeah um, just some questions from people um and what they think and we'd love to hear from you too like what do you think is von bach a bad guy what is his motives what was his motives of just giving the weapons to defiance um you know is berlin a coward or is she just She's so deeply in love, she can't see anything away from that, and she just wants to run away with him. She, she wasn't... Lots of stuff, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, the problem I had with it is, like, I I give them more credit. I give the writers of the show and the showrunner more credit that Berlin wasn't acting like someone who was in love. And, like, actions always speak louder than mm-hmm. words, and she was saying things like she was in love. Yeah, She was... Uh, she was saying that she wanted to give it a chance, uh, but none of her actions, other than leaving Defiance, seemed like she was in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that it was she was she saw an opportunity to, to run away, and she was using that opportunity. Right. Uh, that this is just who Berlin is. So you she do is, think she's using this as an as a catalyst to just leave to get out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, it's a yeah. war zone. Like she's right, 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 right. No, it's yeah. interesting theory. Um, because I did kind of take it a little bit of both. I felt like she was in love because she thought, like, her impression of him was was off when she kind of somewhat learned the truth. And now she was, like, kind of giving him a second chance. And she thought this was the way to kind of move on mm-hmm. because he was ready to go that she should go with him. Um, I, and then I also took it as her being a little bit like, okay, we're going to lose this. We're, we're not prepared. These troops are trying to put together from the town the ragtag team here is not working out um so i kind of took a little bit of both though but i did feel like she genuinely did feel like she was giving him a second chance and because he was wanting to leave she wasn't gonna let him go this time so she was gonna go with him uh if that's the case i felt like that was lazily handled Mm -hmm. uh if she legitimately was in love with him and like it didn't seem like it was in love with him but he was you know had ulterior motives and yeah but i'm just saying like just from berlin's point of view it did not seem like she was in love with him at all this entire show like she didn't act like it there were no it it seems like that it just went from her hating him to her being in love with him which to me means like she was saying she was in love because yeah, she wanted she, a way out. she saw a way out yeah i mean obviously as we've seen this episode she clearly loved tommy and that even came yes. back again and the passion that she had for him you know like she's like about how he's great and had a great ass kind and yeah. smart and had a great ass but um so clearly you know 
she's still dealing with that because she loved him. Yes. And there was no doubt about that. Yeah. So I will take that that I did see a little bit different stuff with her with Von Bach, but I wasn't quite sure where to draw the line if it was all for her to get out or if there was a little bit of both there. It was very... So I'd love to hear from everyone out there, too, what they thought about that because... It's like you said. There's a lot to that relationship that I'm still trying to figure out, and we don't know a lot about his background, and we don't know really a lot about their relationship before to know how it all comes through. But uh, it was pretty crazy that she was so ready to get out that easily. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was upset about that yeah. that she would just abandon defiance yeah, that like that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he tries to do all the right things. He even has a Douglas Sirk film uh, playing sure. when she comes in because she he knows that she loves that and. I, yeah, there's just definitely something creepy there that I'm just, yeah, still trying to to figure out. Yeah, last time we saw a guy who was trying to seduce a woman with uh, a film, it was creepy footage that yeah. he had recorded. Yeah, of her. And, yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, you're automatically thinking, okay, another creepy guy yeah. rolling in the town. And again, with a bio man and everything, it's never any good when we got a bio man in tow. And the cheesiest entrance ever. Yes, and ever in TV history. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we also have Daytac um, getting his punishment now. Sure. Because we open with that and his watch trial. his trial. And unanimously, yeah. they all say, you know, he's to be put to death for treason. They chose all the black Moncala beads. Yeah. 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 Uh, Everybody. Yeah. Unanimous down the line there. Nolan made sure that he saw yeah. that he was putting it in. Yeah. <laughs> little brat. But it was interesting because um, to see them do that in front of him, too. I was like, oh, that's a different way of... You know, kind of seeing your punishment and your crime is actually watching everyone choose choose yeah. it right in front of your face. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. Like yeah. you have to look at the person yeah, that you're and, sensing and, to death, right? And you have to, and they have to see you that you're doing, doing it. Yeah, God, that that would make it a lot tougher. I think. I think a lot more people would go free if they had to do that. Maybe, yeah, because <laughs> you get to actually sit in front of the convicted, the person you're convicting, and have to show them, like, yeah, I'm putting you to death. Yeah, be a lot different thing. Um, and he basically being loyal and everything he doesn't want to die the the human way yeah well he had, he was a little bit of a brat when he was like did my wife did my wife give you oh, yeah, that was marks great. on your face yeah because it's a good look on it you it's a good look yeah, yeah. of course yeah, he was he put his little pot shot in there yeah well he had that great interaction with Alec uh, or Lack where uh you know he's saying like I want to see my grandson and he's like no you yeah. You, because you sided with the VC, they would have come in and killed my half-human son. Mm-hmm. Uh, you chose me without giving me a chance to die with mm-hmm. honor. He was saying, like, at least if I died in the VC camp, my death would have meant something. Yeah. Uh, my and uh, and you didn't even give me that choice. And uh, which I think. Like, granted, that's a parent's prerogative, but he was right, like, the first is. thing you should have done was come in and tell Amanda and Nolan. Right. Which they should have done. Like, that would have been a way better move. Yeah. Because then they could have controlled the information going to the VC camp. Right. Uh, and we saw uh, that Nolan and Arissa uh, infiltrated the VC camp quite easily and took out a high-priority target. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have... They could have probably freed Alak from his uh, captors. But right. 
But I see both sides to it, though. Sure. You know, I see where Locke's coming from, but I also see Daytag doing whatever they felt they had to do, which yes. they are scheming and, that, and manipulative, and this is something they felt they had to do to kind of go behind everyone's back to try to get the release of their son. Yes. And that's what they felt they had to do. Was it right? No. Um, but that's what they thought they had to do. So I see both sides to it. Yeah. But I did like the moment that they were able to have this sort of adult one-on-one discussion with one another about that. Yeah. And, um, and, you uh, know, and how he says that, too. He says, I failed you. I failed our family. Yeah. And yeah. Alak has uh, joined the militia. Thank you. I called mm-hmm. that last week. We did. Uh, and, uh, and I think Daytac's very, like, w- like proud of him for mm-hmm. that. Like, he's... Uh, Alak might die in this upcoming fight, and he's willing to die protecting Defiance. Right. Right. Again, putting all of our characters at risk, because at this point, it looks as if Daytac is going to you know, die for his punish for his crimes here. Yeah, uh, um, he wants to be put on the shaming rack, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we see that it looks it's happening. Like he's going. It's it's. Yeah, they do the they they do that entire thing, and this was after. It's interesting because it was after Nolan's speech, and Daytac tries to do the same rallying mm-hmm. cry of like yelling out Defiance's name, mm-hmm. and no one joins him in it. I know which they did with uh, Nolan. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, also... Well, because he starts to do... And I don't want to say it was only because of that, because they know, you know, he's definitely persona non grata right now. And yeah. and then he starts doing it in his own language. Yeah. Well, because too, which people are around him. They are, yeah. but he automatically is not, you know, including the rest of the town at that moment when he's when he's starting his own language. And that's why I think then he sure. switches over and then he thinks he's going to get a little more support and he totally doesn't, so... And he apologizes mm-hmm. uh, and he really kind of uh, prostrates himself. Uh, and uh, really, kind of puts himself out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, there are and Daytac brings Luke, and he says like, "Here is your father, uh, or your grandfather," and like uh, like it, he gets to see him, uh, and uh, which is what Daytac wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, "It's not fair," or like, "It's." Uh, he was not without honor. He might have done a lot of terrible things, but he was not without honor. Also, that baby, great acting. Super cute. <laughs> Emmy nomination there for that baby. <laughs> Super cute. Um, and we see them putting the rocks in, and then yeah. we get a cutaway. Yeah. We get a cutaway from Daytac's death scene. Yes. Which, to me, uh, after watching our too much TV and too, reading right? too many comic books... Mm-hmm. Uh, the rule is no body, no death. Yes, if you don't see it, then they're not really... If there is not a body, yeah. there is no death. That doesn't mean that next episode doesn't start with mm-hmm. Daytac's uh, funeral uh, or uh, them burying his body. But until that episode... Until you see that. Until you see the body, right. he is still alive right. in my exactly. mind. And, yeah. that, and you're right, because that's sort of a TV 101 thing. If you don't see the body and you have a cutaway, then you don't... There's no death, technically. The, yes, until, until, there's, until the, there's a body. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even if there is a body. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're actually still alive. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, especially in this show, which has a reputation for bringing people back from the death. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think Daytac is dead yet. I don't either, but I think uh, it goes, uh, again, I think these are sort of the core characters that mm-hmm. 
would really shake it up because basically you could do um, this show from the Taurus perspective. Yeah. Because there's so much part of it. So it's like you, I don't see them, Nolan, Arissa, Amanda, um, you know, or Stama, any of those characters dying off because those are basically those are your your leads right there in yeah. that sense. And you could all tell the story from any of their perspectives. Everyone else is, is more of the ancillary characters, and, and you could see them dying. You saw they're close to being the leads. Like a lack, you could see dying. You could see, you know, even Doc Yule. You could see a lot of these very, although to me she's the comedic yeah. relief How and we need her. No, I'm saying I would never want her to <laughs> yeah. because she is that comedic relief and has the best lines bar none yeah. of any character and so they need her but I'm saying like as being an ancillary character from these four like I could see any of those being at risk at any time yeah but I can't quite see them being killed off unless you're really just yeah also what throwing everything out what happened to that veterinarian I know right <laughs> I know yeah where's he been the last couple episodes Don't exactly know. it's like he was oddly there at, you know at the uh, bunker with with Pottinger which was weird yeah. to begin with because they needed that extra person there to kind of help in that scene but now he's not really needed anymore and is he, he going to come back and he helped with when uh nolan and orissa were having brain right. issues but that's because he was sort of there from that last couple yeah. episodes but now it's like now they don't need him what's going to happen with him because yeah it's odd that he came in and they've got to do something without him just kind of disappearing it wouldn't make any sense either. yeah so yeah they, they definitely have some some holes to fill with some of these characters um but i agree with you i don't think daytack is is dead yet Mm-mm. um but we'll have to see. I mean, that's something we talk about more in predictions. And also, don't think Stama is going to be mortally wounded by her injury because we see her going to be taken care of. Yeah, I think she's pretty much she'll uh, be better. Um, in this in this episode, I mean, we saw her. She like that stab. She's fine. Yeah, like Tevin like they, was able to. They healed um, her. Heal her. I mean, um, I think she's right now in a mental. Like, right. she's being tortured mentally, but... Uh, and she also just seems to escape fine. every time, too, because Kinsey definitely doesn't like her and will do anything to... Well, to I mean, do we want to get into that? Get I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can. Stama, I mean, like, this is a really screwed-up situation. Mm-hmm. Like, Kenzie's basically torturing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really interesting, that bath scene, where it's, like, so many times in this show we've seen... Stama use like a bath as a way to like clean herself from the badness or mm-hmm. the things that have happened to her. And we know that they're sacred to her people, and like using that as a way to kind of wash away what the negative things that right. have happened to her. And this time it's the completely opposite. She's so powerless, and she's so like every time like Kenzie's there it's just she's filled with fear yeah. and i don't think it's manipulative scared stama i think it is stama is legitimately afraid oh, yeah. that Kenzie is going to eat her oh yeah she's definitely uh, uh you know like you're saying about data or uh, uh rom talk is being a loose cannon she definitely is too and i mean she point blank says it too it's like be a great honor to devour my father's horror yeah and i want you to die frightened you know it's like she definitely has no use for her and at any moment she could she would try to take her out yeah luckily her father just seems to be there always conveniently at the nick of time every time she tries to do something for the most part yeah uh yeah kenzie's real screwed up uh i guess it's a little bit of the jealousy issue with whether or not uh, Tevgen is her biological father or, like, right. father is, like, father a... figure. Or father is just, like, a title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, 
she's she's very jealous of Stama because uh, Tevgen likes her uh, and, yeah. tr- and and I think it's also an issue with you know her entire life uh, mm-hmm. she's been told that these other races are lesser than hers and that they're food basically yeah. and now her father is taking this food and he's treating it and he's using it by its first name and he's mm-hmm. telling her not to eat the food and to treat the food with respect and to like and to like obey his orders mm-hmm. about the food right. and all she wants to do is eat this food <laughs> and and she doesn't like her anyway she's like, she he's, like it's, you know it's food that's like turned she's having this relationship with her dad and yeah. she's not liking that at all her father's spending more time with food yeah. than he is with her yeah. like yeah we've been in that situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh and it's uh, and it's very interesting from her point of view. At the same time, she's just torturing Stama. Like, well, yeah, I mean, she's basically up. taking the attention away from her dad. You know, mm-hmm. with this, regardless of the food thing or whatever, it comes down to she's Stama's giving you know getting the attention and and she doesn't like it. She doesn't like the fact yeah. that her dad's spending time with this other woman. And that she finds a whore and beneath her and is disgusting and wants her nothing to do with her dad and wants her nothing to do there. And she's wants right. her out of the picture. It's a tactical error. Like if if Defiance found out that they were keeping right. Stama, Defiance would turn against them. Right, which goes back to you know, it is a tactical error. Yeah. But it still goes back to the fact that I still think they're gonna help out when it comes down to it when this town is under siege. I mean I really do. Maybe uh I mean, if Defiance found out that they had Stama, they would try and kill them. Yeah, exactly. They're they're keeping a war criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if Defiance would accept their help. Yeah, yeah, but, it'll be interesting because we know we're 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 right there. Yeah, on that line there because we see um, BB yeah. getting the injection because he's into Gene and getting the uh, painful injection to make him look more human. Yeah. And they drill. They drill into defiance. Yeah, they're drilling under the the stasis nets and going right in and through the back through the mines and everything. So they're they're going to be there. And as I was watching, I was like, okay, so they're going to be there by the end of the episode. So they're ready for the next. And they are. I mean, <laughs> the yeah. next episode to come in and, and start attacking. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and at the very end, uh, to just a really quick uh, end with the Kenzie and Stama thing. Kenzie makes Stama eat right like a. Th- like I don't know what it, what it was. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was like a marble, and then somehow like it turned into like a bright uh, disco ball. Yeah, and, and she's like uh, transported. Is she transport? She's either transported or like hallucinating, or like being forced to see something. Yeah, it was odd. I I didn't know because I was like, how was it transporter? But at the same time, it was like she was up there with uh, like uh, with the pods and everything. I feel like it might be a. Uh, like a like a forced to like see like it's like showing her what their ship looks like. Yeah, it was it was definitely an odd, and that was the way we ended the the episode. It was definitely yeah. odd, and I was trying to figure out was she actually physically transported there as like a purgatory type place to get her out of the picture? Was it just a thing in her head, and you know she's seeing this? Yeah. Um, because that would be weird too. Because if she's doing that, then then she's clearly incapacitated, and therefore. Kinsey could have her way with her of eating her or killing her or whatever. So I was trying to figure out. I, I that was it was such a bizarre yeah. thing to me. I couldn't quite figure out what they were trying to do. Which 
I guess would it was you on know. purpose, right? Uh, no, but I mean, what the yeah, like what the purpose of of, of this this was exactly. Well, maybe, like, if if she's not physically on the ship, like, it might be, like, Kenzie's, like, creative way, like her father mm-hmm. said, don't harm her. And she's like, I didn't. I just put her on a ship in her brain. Right. Like, just like, banished I her. Didn't, I didn't hurt her. Right. I just, I just took her away out of the picture. Like, that kind of thing. Right. That's what I was thinking. It was sort of like a banishment, because I thought it was a way of getting her out of the picture right now, yeah. away from her. But I don't know where, you know. Or to terrify her, like, to show her that there are so many Omec in orbit, yeah. like it, to terrify her and make her see that, yeah. like this is, this is the real deal kind of thing. Like this is what's going on. Like all of these Omec are going to come in and eat everyone on Earth, and, like, like take over. And, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what everyone else thinks out there, but I, I was trying to figure that one out and exactly what that meant. Yeah, because um, that was the last thing we saw before you know the episode went to yeah. black. So. I mean, there's a lot of different ways, again, with the predictions here. Um, should we go into that now? Well, we, we didn't uh, get on the Nolan, uh, like, uh, like with his army that he's training or anything like that. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we do start with that. That's true. We start yeah. with Nolan training everyone. And Berlin at the time was helping train as yeah. well at the beginning of that episode. And we meet we meet some new characters, uh, Zero and Indur. And Indur, the father. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Indur kind of has like this uh, a kind of very interesting point where it's like you're asking us to risk our That's children's uh, lives to defend this, uh, to defend the city. And your child isn't out right. here. And right. uh, and by the end of it, Arissa hears this, and Arissa hears Nolan talk about how, like, it's not fair that he's asking their children to defend the city, and that he believes in his daughter, and that his daughter will defend the city when the time comes. And I feel like Arissa, this like that's kind of showing Arissa has gotten over her whatever she's suffering from. I feel like by when the time comes, when the VC come a knocking. Uh, Arissa's gonna fight back, right? Yeah. Um, and and it, it it was a good point for the townspeople because it does come, sort of have implications <laughs> of like today, you know, like the the social thing. It's like okay, well, these leaders that won't send their own children to war or don't go fight in the war themselves will sure. send other people and other people's children to go fight the battle for them. And it's a good point because you see that a lot now. I mean, just here in the U.S. too, the amount of people that are even in the military, ever were in the military, is now at a record low for members of, of Congress and and, yeah. and everybody. And it's easy to then send somebody else's children when it's not your own or it's not you being personally affected by it. For and sure. So it's a good uh, you know, uh, point that he does make. And they call they call Arissa the amazing goddess of the Badlands yeah. from the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is a great nickname. Yeah, it's a great it's a great nickname, and that's yeah. a good point. Like the British, like if you're a, a prince or a king, mm-hmm. you have to serve in the military. Mm-hmm. And Even not, if you're not on the front lines, but, but you still but, have to go. But you you don't get special treatment. Right, like, you still have to you, go. You still are in the front. Like you yeah. would be in the front lines. Like they yeah. don't get spe- special treatment. Like they they if you're a prince or a would be king, like you serve in the military, uh, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, just to be, just to be able to say like, oh yeah, there's a king over there. Yeah. Uh, Future king is over there. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but, and like Zero has some skill. He's he's good at shooting things. He does. He's not great, but he has definitely good potential. I mean, he's the he's the best marksman yeah. Nolan has ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that has a lot of potential with there. A, with a Tommy gun. It looked like so. Uh, <laughs> Here we go, th- bring Tommy back in there. <laughs> it's incredible that he's accurate with that. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, Nolan comes back and he kind of gives this amazing speech about how, like, it's it's not fair, but it's the right thing to do that the strong yes. always have to protect the weak. The weak, exactly. And it's, and it's their right and it's their pr- privilege to do that. And it's when you have strength, uh, it's what you do with it. Uh, where people like Conrad uh, profit off of that strength exactly. and use it to uh, kind of cajole and force the weak to to give them more power, and where people like Nolan use that strength so that they can protect it, protect the weak, and make the world a better place. Nolan knows he's not a great guy. Nolan knows no, that no, he's flawed, and... that he's killed, and mm-hmm. that he's, uh, he's his nickname has been the butcher. Mm-hmm. Like he knows he's not a good guy, but he knows that if he can do his best to make defiance a better place and to protect defiance, right. that good people have a chance to flourish. Yes, and uh, and that that speech was great, and it ended with them like chanting defiance. I know it was like uh, the great political speech which was, I have here. Emmy, Emmy. <laughs> It, it was, was like a, his Emmy speech right there. It was a good rally. Uh, it was. It was a very good political speech in that sense. It was like the leader basically, yeah. you know, going on with there and saying, right, it's not fair, but it's right. And, yeah. um, you know, it was that moment, too, that he gets to share with Arissa and they, he says, I love you. And, you know, we've had the issues which we saw in the previous episodes where they kind of were starting to feel estranged. And yeah. they have him kind of come back and, and feel that love. And she does attempt to try to get I'm, back out there. Yeah. And and this is like after her breakdown when she imagines the target is Tommy. Yeah, uh, she tries to get back out there, but it doesn't quite work. And I think I think that is the turning point for Arissa's character. Now yeah. is like she realizes that because uh, she she asks at the beginning like why why is this the only way why right. why do people why do people why, go to why, war? Are, why are they killing each other mm-hmm. which is a great question which no it one is. has any answers no, right. to and it is uh, a great question like why do we solve it this way yes uh, but but I think what Nolan is, is trying to say is like you have the power to protect people mm-hmm. uh, you should do that like if you have that Absolutely. power you should do it. Uh, and he doesn't really have the answer to that, but he says you should. And yeah. uh, but I also think it was a good moment for her, for the townspeople to see that you know she really does have issues, and she's yeah. not shirking responsibility or not fighting you know to be protected. Or she scared, has legitimate yeah. yeah legitimate issues here that preclude her from fighting. So it was good that the townspeople were able to see this as well. Yeah. So they know like okay, and then when he has that speech, it's like okay, well, and she will, and I do think she will get better. And when push comes to shove, she's going to be out there yeah. protecting defiance in any way she can, even if that means having to resort to violence, which she doesn't want to do. When push comes to shove, and she's got to protect her town and her townspeople. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I, I think that will happen as well, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that brings us to ter- predictions. Yes. Oh, Kenzie's fast. I just I just saw that. She's super fast when... Uh, when Stama gets up and tries to run away from her, yeah. like she vampires the other direction. She does. Yeah. Yeah, and force feeds that whatever. Yeah. It looked like another it looked like the things that they voted. It did. With, I have uh, it like Daytag. I had like marble, pebble. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was very odd indeed. It looked like a Moncala piece. <laughs> or a, or a junior's mint. A junior's mint. Ooh. Yeah. That makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move into predictions then. Sweet. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Ooh, it's so quick now. The fast one. Yeah. The yeah. fast one with no 
Crazy lights. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think? I mean, we're at this turning point here with the rest of the season. This is now going into the second part of the season, which it's, it just feels like a big lead-up. It also feels like, wow, we still have a lot of episodes yeah, there's left. Yeah, there's a lot to sift through. Yeah, because you feel like, you know, one or two more episodes, they could be wrapped out. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, next episode, VC Attack. Right. We, they're, we're, they're, we're even waiting for this, and it's going to happen. They're invading Defiance. Yes. Um, I think uh, Daytac... Will get freed from his bonds by the VC. Uh, oh, interesting! By the VC, I just figured he would be freed because they were going to need his help, or in the chaos of them attacking, he was going to be able to escape. I think the VC are going to free him from his bonds. Interesting, and, uh, and uh, that uh, the general is going to have him like by his side, be like, "Look what I'm doing to your town," and mm-hmm. like he's going to at the last moment, Daytag's just going to stab him because he's because because uh, uh, the general has his vibro knife. Mm-hmm. I think Daytag's going to take his vibro knife back from uh, him and stab him, like and like save the day, yeah. uh, and maybe die then. Right, like die in a different way than what we think. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think. Uh, I think Stama is going to continue being tortured. I mm-hmm. think I, I don't think she's physically on the ship. I think she's like somehow being mentally controlled because uh, it looked like uh, it looked like kind of one of the things that uh, Doc Yule used to right co- with the uh, yeah with the, so sort of like the drone thing where it's yeah. like she's sort of in uh, yeah it's an interesting point because I don't honestly don't know where she is exactly because yeah. it was such a weird and such a quick cut that it was like. Is she really banished up there, or is it all in yeah. her mind? Um, I think that the that Tevgin's going to kill a couple VC because they get in his way, yeah. but he's not going to help out at all. Uh, and that there's going to be a moment where it's going to look like Defiance is going to lose, but that's when Daytac turns the tide, and they win. Yeah, do you think and and, and Alec too? Like what? I think Alec's going to. I think Alec's going to do great, and I think he's going to become like the new, like one of the new law keepers. Right, I do think that too because I think it kind of set itself up from the previous episodes when he was getting closer to Nolan. Yeah, and now we kind of need another one because Berlin's out of the picture. Um, oh, I think I think Berlin and Conrad are going to run into the VC and yeah. get slaughtered. Interesting. So you think they're going to be killed off that quickly? Yeah. Yeah, I did wonder what was going to happen to Berlin, but I didn't think it was going to end well because I felt like as soon as she left town, it was basically yeah. like she was setting herself up to be killed. Um, do you feel that this is going to be multi-episode? Or is it like... Because it just seems odd that they'd be able to neatly tie it all up next episode with this with this build-up of this war. I think it's going to be multi-episode. I think it's going to be one episode. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. ne- next episode, and then they're, the, the main villain of this season is going to be the Omec. Hmm, interesting. I like your theories because I still feel like the OMAC are going to help out and be good. So, all right. Only time will tell. We'll have yeah. to see with next uh, next week's episode. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. Where can they find you again, Jesse? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, at JessKlein1 on Twitter. That's J E S S K L E I N, the number one. And then on Tuesdays from 1 to 3, me and my buddy Robert Chan play old video games in the video game vault on YouTube. Uh, so you guys can see nice. us be terrible at old video <laughs> games. <laughs> nice. And you can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And here next week for the season finale of Orange is the New Black. Ooh. Have a good week, everyone. And definitely follow us on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. 
Till next week. But from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 